You are listening to Behind the Horse's Eyes on the Illiterate Podcast Network. Thank you so very much for coming back for another episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes. I am your humble host, Ryan, as always. You might notice this episode is a day late. Well, that's because I lost power. I was without power for a while. I couldn't do any editing. I couldn't get my guests lined up. So what happens when everything just goes wrong for me? My friends, my favorite horse people, my favorite content creators, they all come together and they help me out once again. So once again... The League of Mediocre Horsemen came through. Skylar Beebe, Hannah Schroeder, Jessamine Rice, and Heather Hullett joined me again. And words can't describe how much I appreciate these guys for helping me out. It's a very tongue-in-cheek type episode. We, we talk about some of the horses we love, some of the horses we don't, some that we think are overrated. It's all very tongue-in-cheek. With that said, Hannah does come in late. She's on the road trying to use Bluetooth, and uh, so the sound quality isn't great. I tried to clean it up the best I could, but just bear in mind there may be some spots toward the end of the episode where Hannah might be a little delayed and a little hard to hear. So without any further ado, here's the league or roundtable, however we put it, of Mediocre Horsemen once again. And we are back with the, uh, what is it, the round table of Mediocre Horsemen again? Is that the one we're recording? Or are we recording? <laughs> no, no this, this was for me, but that's still what you guys are coined, or all of us together. Oh, I thought we were the League of Mediocre Horsemen. You know what? See, we can't even get our own name right. There we go. <laughs> we're going to make a round table. Do That's what? what our graphic says. It says round table. It says the round table. So we so we are yep. the round table. Yeah. And, and Heather's the one that made the graphic. No, yeah. I think I don't I don't think it's this round table. Oh well, our text does. I don't know. I made the text. She made the she made the graphic. Oh damn it. You, you'll you'll have to uh <laughs> you'll you'll have to describe it to us. Wait, so are we recording right now? Yeah. <laughs> Why, I just hold on. I just airdrop something in myself because I'm dumb. Okay, I'll, I'll edit this out then. <laughs> what? It won't let me show my phone. Like it there. I can't read that. What's it say? Know. It says the League of Mediocre Horsemen. Okay. Thank you, God, we're a train wreck, y'all. <laughs> we really are. You know what? I'm not going to edit this out. This is just going to stay in. No, I, want every, I, want, I want everybody to see us in our full glory. <laughs> Everyone's going to listen to the first 30 seconds and be like, I, am, we can't, I can't handle this. I can't handle it, especially with the subject at hand. They're like, I'm not taking any of that serious. <laughs> these people don't know crap. Uh, no. I, I thought these people knew things. We research. We research really well. And we hide our flaws. <laughs> Oh, anyway, so I brought you guys together because I had a fun idea, and that fun idea was list off our favorite breeds of horses and why, our least favorite breed of horse and why, a horse that we wished we owned, and a breed that's really popular but you think is overrated. Everybody just gave me that look. We're gonna we're gonna get a lot of comments about this episode. I can tell you right now, and I'm so glad Hannah is not excited. here because I'm going straight for her throat. 
You shoot straight for the right at the last straight minute. for the passive. But you can't you can't murder that breed until she gets on here because Oh no, I'm not gonna murder that breed. I never murder any breed, but I will uh I mean, you know. Who said it was my turn? <laughs> you started. I'm gonna go in order that you guys are. Um so Skylar, what is your favorite horse breed and why? Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and just go off of my, my collection of horses at this rate. Um, I think by, by this point, everybody that listens is going to know that I love Mustangs. Um, they're my favorite horse breed for the simple fact that literally you can do anything with them. They're go anywhere, do anything kind of horse once you get them to that point and have their trust and, and confidence. And, uh, you know, that's, there's something about that, that, uh, the history behind them, you know, they, they, they do demand a certain amount of, of respect and just, I don't know, there's a magic to them almost, it seems like. Okay. I, I mean, that's perfectly fine. I'm, I'm with you there to an extent. Um, Jessamine. I'm going to be the most generic person ever and say that my favorite breed of horse is a quarter horse. Like, if I have to pick a pure, like, not a cross, purebred, I'm going to go with quarter horse because of the versatility of the breed. Like, I mean, there's a very wide range of how they're bred, what they're bred for, and you can... That's what um, I was going to do. I was going to ask totally you, is there... totally different horses. Yeah, I was going to ask you if there was a specific line of quarter horses. Um, I'm not going to say a specific line, but I'm definitely very drawn to, uh, cowbred horses because they're typically bred for athleticism and bred for, uh, confirmation and how they're put together opposed for how pretty they are. Okay. Cowbred or ranch bred? Mm, ranch bred. That's, okay. that's so, probably, so better, more, that's probably a better term for it. More Hancock, less Peppy Sun Badger. Yeah, I could appreciate both, but if I had to choose, if I had to, yeah, if I had to choose, probably more Hancocky because I obviously own one and she's the best. Um, but I, I don't know, like, I, I wouldn't say that my Hancock's probably my ideal type bred horse because she's, even though I like a big boned horse, she's not. She's not confirmationally what I'd like to see. I like um, some of the Peppy Sand horses are definitely like more athletic and a little bit more um, like put underneath themselves, and they can get un- under themselves and on their hind end a lot easier. Uh, well, opposed to my Hancock red horse, not all Hancock red horses, but mine's kind of strung out. Her back end's not as tied up underneath her, so she can't. I mean, she's punchy, but I'd like her to be able to be a little bit smoother uh, on her gates and stuff instead of beating the heck out of me when I ride her. Okay. Heather. Whew, that's a, mm. I don't know, that's a tough one because I love my quarter horses, I love my paints, and I love Appaloosas. So, like, can I lump them together as, like, the Western stock horse type? I no. mean I hate you right now. I know um, you do. You got to pick one. If you could only have one, the world was ending, and it was only going to be you and a horse. Oh, Oh, then if it was me and a horse, and I could pick that horse, it would definitely be Strider. So my paint horse. Your paint horse. Okay. So American paint horse. So color for quarter horse is your pick. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's always – I can't get over this. That's always my jab for the – paint horses these days everybody goes no they're they're their own breed well yeah they they used to be until they allowed so much quarter horse in there that's hard to tell the difference anymore all right me um everybody knows my answer and that's it's going to be a morgan horse um they go anywhere do anything can excel at high levels at from sport to pleasure easy to train um gorgeous i mean the Morgan hands down for me. So we're all shocked. I know you're all shocked. Wait, what? Yeah. 
Oh my Morgan. Like some Morgan? But you know what? Here's the thing. You guys are giving me crap for my choice, but you're not giving wow. my choice crap. So that says something about a Morgan. Yes. I think but the only honestly, even as why you chose the Morgan that differed from why I chose the Mustang was because they're easy to try. You obviously don't like the challenge, right, bud? No, it's not it's not <laughs> that it's not that I don't like the challenge. And actually the Mustang is gonna come up with one of my choices here in a minute. For something else and i think mustangs are absolutely amazing and they really can do anything that the mustang ceiling stops at your ability as a trainer like they really are great horses um and not to allude to, to anything but so i i don't have a beef with with mustangs in fact i i love them i've, I've always wanted one but uh but that brings me back to you, though, Skylar, and that is, what is your least favorite breed? Frisians. Uh, Frisians? Why yeah. is that? They don't have a life expectancy for shit. Um, I think they're they're really overrated. Everybody's they they've been romanticized by by Hollywood, and I I think that that they're super high strung and hard to work with horses too, which really, I don't mind the challenge. Obviously I like Mustangs, but I think that they're just they're the type of horse that, that they, they get pampered too much. I'm sure if, if I got one from being a cult and, and raised it and trained it from the ground up, it would be a different story, but. There's a 17 year old girl right now pounding away at her keyboard to say nasty things about you. <laughs> right. But at the same time, realistically, um, a Frisian, they don't they don't have life expectancy the life expectancy that I want out of a horse. I want to have one of my horses. I want to have them for you know 25, 30 years on average, not 18. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Heather. My least favorite? Arabians. Why is that? Oh, I've had a couple. And they're too smart for their own good. Like, they're so smart, they're stupid. They do have problem-solving ability. Yeah. That's the, what happens uh, when you've been a breed for a thousand years. It, it's just or however every, long. Every one I've had, every crossbred I've had, it's just been like, dear God, what pit of hell did you crawl out of? It's either been completely psychotic personalities or just endless vet bills. Endless vet bills. because You just, you just described my Quorab. Yep, I'm uh, going. Hello, Arabian. Yeah, you literally just described my my half Arab. All right, moving along and from yeah. you then. <laughs> Jessamine. and they're so dainty. They're so dainty. So Heather took mine's not one dainty. of mine, but so I'm gonna. Okay, they're but not that's be, all. That's dainty. because she's she's half quarter horse. Yeah, exactly. The Arabian part of her is dainty. Um, I'm gonna go with Appaloosa. Is my least favorite breed. I'm sorry, Heather. I. Appaloosa is my least favorite breed and I will not you know I'm not to say that there's not some nice ones out there one of my friends has a beautiful Appaloosa but I swear I have never met an Appaloosa that doesn't have a screw loose they can be fine 90% of the time but I will never ever ever 100% trust an Appaloosa ever period so, I just don't so are you Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Heather. I need you since you have an Appaloosa. Well, I don't have one now. I have I've had several. <clears throat> um, but you are absolutely right, Jess, about like they all have a screw loose. But what it is with Appies that I have noticed over the years, because I've had several since I started like owning and riding my own horses, and they are a one person horse. Yes. You can uh, I had an appy that would have broke all four legs to make me happy. I mean, he was my world. And then when he died, I searched and searched and searched, found another appy. I was like, all right, this one's going to be my next, my next buddy. He's going to be it. And I, I did everything with this horse. And then one day, just boom, all of a sudden he pitched me over his head onto the concrete driveway, took off, left me there. It was, that's what caused my back injury that required back surgery. And from that moment on, any time I rode him, it's like he had my number, even though I wasn't scared of him, he'd 
start going to pitching and bucking and everything. I wound up selling him to somebody for their daughter because he was broke to death. And it was like, deal was with me. That horse would have broke all four legs to make her happy. Sally could do everything with him. But anybody else, they're a one person horse. Yeah. And so like in the industry that I'm in, obviously I teach therapeutic riding lessons. And so we've had a couple on trial, but they never, they do not pan out because just like what you said, they're one person horse and we have so many different people handling them. And, um, I didn't personally, well, actually we had a, we had a horse that we used. He was already there, not at this current place that I'm teaching, but another place I was teaching, they had Mappian and I did not trust him at all. But he was already there before I got there, so I didn't I didn't get to make that decision. And nine times, I mean, he was perfect, 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 perfect. And then one day, he just decided he did not want anything to do with the mounting ramp area, and that was it. Yeah. It was over. And that I I don't mind horses that have quirks, but I like horses that are readable. You know what I mean? And like they they give you some warning, they give you something to work on. I feel like Appy's, they just, when they throw a screw, they throw a screw and that's it. Like, real quick. Oh, yeah. So, anybody want to take a stab at what my least favorite breed is? Probably Appaloosa. In fact, quite honestly, it is the Appaloosa. And and the reason is, is because there is, honestly, it should fall into my most, what I think is the most overrated breed. But it doesn't and the reason it doesn't fall into what i think is overrated is for one i don't there's this appaloosa always pick on you know tennessee walker people and gated people by being a cult no the real cult is appaloosa people because there are so many horses that can do everything that the appaloosa people claim can do the other breeds can do it better there's faster horses there's more cowie horses um you know now coat and color especially if you've got a leopard spot appaloosa i mean those are gorgeous um outside of that um they can be difficult to train they're definitely not a beginner's horse uh, you know if you're going to start one um and understand that there are great lines in every breed it's just most appaloosas that i have run across it's been somebody's colt baby and then by the time you get to it it's a heathen and it's got away with everything its entire life. And because the breed, if you give it an inch, it will take a mile. It can be a ruined horse. And so everyone I've ever run across has been ruined. And for that reason, I won't even answer an ad for an Appaloosa. I feel like I it's, agree. I really, I mean, I, for everybody listening, not to cut you off, Scott, this doesn't mean that we think these are horrible horses and that we hate any of the breeds that we're talking about. That's not what we mean. These are just horses, we, when we say horse breeds that we dislike, these are just breeds that we personally will pass over because we have had a bad experience with. Your right. mileage, yeah, your mileage is going to vary, you know, depending on your ability. If you're an Appaloosa person and you can turn out some great Appaloosas, more power to you, we aren't those people, therefore we're not going to deal with them, if that makes any sense. So, all right. So, flipping... Oh, no, go ahead. Skyler, Skyler had something to say, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I was, I was just going to say Appaloosas, yeah, especially the Leopard Appaloosas. They're absolutely gorgeous horses, but nine times out of ten, you run into one, and all it is is, is a lawn ornament. Yeah. I mean, mo- most people really can't do anything with them unless they have really, really worked with them and, and again, not even giving them that inch. Um and, and just have a lot of experience with Appaloosas. And, and most people, honest to God, don't. They get them because yeah. they're... My, my best friend, one of my really good friends, she is a heck of a rider. And I mean, she is a heck of a rider. And she has a leopard app. And he is the most beautiful. And he is, I mean, he's punchy. He is, he has a great handle on him. He's a fantastic horse. And... Like, I love to watch her ride him, but he is not the horse for me. He is, it takes a very special person to handle him. And she, and she agrees with that, you know, like, I think that's why she loves him so much because she can, you know, it's, they have such a good bond that 
he looks amazing when she rides him. But like, if I have the chance, if I have the opportunity to choose between that horse and her other horse, I will always choose her other horse to ride. Yeah. And Heather, so. Heather, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you were talking about color and everybody's like all gaga over the leopard. So this is where I am weird with Appaloosas. I won't look at an Appaloosa if it's a blanket or a leopard. I like these guys that uh, my background is there. The people at home can't see that. You can't see? No, the people people listening. Oh, I know that, but I'm telling (laughs) you guys that can see it. And that's a pretty pony. It still looks like a nut. It's got that, no, it, he was actually pretty sane, but it, I I prefer these varnish ones where that, that next arch like it's about to reach up and pin them ears and grab you by the hair in a minute. Yeah, he was a good boy. <laughs> oh man, Appaloosa. Now the other one was not. <laughs> Skyler. Oh boy. One horse breed that you've never owned, but you you wished you had. So this one, this one, me and you have talked about this last week, and I've, I have tried like hell to find one. Um, I want a Nakoda. Um, who, who doesn't? Not, not just because of, of the history that comes with that horse breed, but but because of the preservation of of the breed and 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 all of that. Well, I guess technically the herd. Um, but because of the preservation that would go along with having one, um, I think it would be really cool to be a part of that, especially if I could really get a, a good chunk of property and, and even start a, a breeding facility for them in order to help with that preservation too. I think that would be awesome. I love the fact that they're famous for having their, their roans and, and their, um, their grulas and whatnot. I, I think those are gorgeous, gorgeous colors and horses. Um, blue roans are my my weakness and and i think that might also play a, a little bit of a role into why i want one so bad but i think i'm looking that, this up right now because i've never seen one i've never even heard of them oh they are <laughs> only seen them in red dead redemption <laughs> yeah they're they're absolutely gorgeous they are and 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 not only that they're known for their their speed and their agility and that's why they were used war horses with the sioux nation yeah. So basically, the the Sioux had a group of horses, kind of like how the Nez Pierce had that that turned into what we know as Appaloosa today. Um, the the Sioux had a uh, a band of horses, and what happened was when the the Sioux finally surrendered and went onto the reservation, they left their horses behind. Um, not a lot was thought about them, uh, other than breeding them into some stock horses. And so the, the ranchers got together with some of these horses left over, especially the brood mares, and um, they made what we know as the Nakoda today. And they retained a, a lot of their qualities. Um, they're, they're stocky. Um, they're all not blue, uh, even though the majority are. They do come in most colors. Um, but they're, they are fascinating horses. Um, and from my understanding, um, they can be a little um a little hard to handle at times um but outside of that you know it's probably no different than a hancock or anything like that your mileage is going to vary depending on how good of a trainer you are um yeah and you have also got to think that i mean it, it, as a blanket term technically they're mustangs and just like any other mustang you you're gonna have to really build a bond with that horse in order to to have them do what you want them to do because if you don't have the bond and the trust and the confidence of that horse it, it's not going to work out just yeah. just you know heather what is one breed you've never owned but you wished you had of or maybe uh, still on your list of horses to buy one day oh man okay going list of horses to buy i know this will never happen because it's going to be like way Wait, hmm. well, I'm still gonna say it. Um, I always have liked the Sorias, I think is how you say it. It's S O R R A Soria. Yeah. Um, they're, I, I don't even know what that is. Oh man, they're pretty. They're basically little ponies. Um, but, um, well, not. Spell that again, Heather. They, they range from 15 hands to 15, so small horses, but. 
they're all gorilla coloring. Um, I think they're from the Iberian Peninsula. Hold on, let me Google it. I can't remember where they're from, but they're gorgeous. Spell it um, again. S-O-R-R-A-I-A. I always miss that other A. Um, yeah, I don't. This is, this is a new. Somebody's going to have to look it up and like, sh- share Portugal. a picture. Not, uh, yeah, the Iberian Peninsula. In yeah, Portugal. that would be Iberia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, I've never traveled much, okay? I don't know where these places are. It could be next door to me, and I probably wouldn't know. Where's Crimea? Um, what? Where's Crimea? You're all That's... horse people and do not know where Crimea is. Skyler Over knows. yonder? He says, yep, but he's not saying anything. Uh, yep. I would try to like show you, but you, my phone's not showing y'all anything. Um, I'll drop y'all a link and a text to it, but they're just really, really pretty. And I don't know. I love them. I have, I had a book when I was little that had all these different horse breeds and I would go through and circle the ones that were my favorites and like, like write little notes in there. And this page I like had circled 50,000 times and big stars on it. And like, I will own one of these one day. And then as I got older, I realized they're extremely rare. Um, They're one of the older horse breeds. um, So they're really pretty. I like them. And they're always. No, go ahead. Always. Uh, All good. Nice. Jessamine. Um, do I have to pick a purebred or can I pick a, a cross? Pick it whatever you want. So if I could have any horse, it would be a Barbrent quarter horse cross. Oh. So a Barbrent is a type of Belgian. They're typically roan. They're beautiful. So they're usually between like 16 and 17 hands. So they're not usually that big. Um, but they're when you cross them with a quarter horse, they tend to be like I don't know, like in the fifteen range, fifteen to sixteen hand range, and stocky and freaking gorgeous, and their hair is always super thick, and um, they t- tend to be like short backed and up underneath themselves. Um, I'm a big draft cross person, but. I'm very picky about the draft cross because I want them to still be athletic and smooth. Like their gates to still be smooth. Um, like I said earlier, like the one thing if I could pick on my mare is that like she moves, even though she's registered AQHA, she is super big boned and almost moves like a draft cross, but is very, um, has very choppy gates, but um the barbarant crosses are like supposed to be like super chilled temperament uh but athletic but i wouldn't want like a full barbarant i don't want a full draft just because like they're too choppy and big and bulky so i'm gonna go way out here in left field and then i'll explain why and a lot of people's like oh that's kind of a common horse where are you gonna say that well it is but not for me um the one horse i've always wanted and i've never had um I want a stock lined Andalusian. Hmm. I want the old school cow horse type Andalusian. The good looking horses for sure. They are absolutely amazing horses too. Super intelligent. I mean, which again, that's what happens when you're an ancient breed. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I've always been fascinated with Andalusians. I've always found them gorgeous. And in the last few years, I've been looking at, you know, they, they were some of the world's first real bred stock horses, you know, cow horses, herding horses for sheep and goats and cows and everything. And I'm just fascinated by them. And uh, they fetch a pretty penny, too. So, but uh, yeah, Andalusian for me, most definitely. I did not expect that. Yep. But that's a really cool thought, like when you start thinking about. Because man, they're put together. They can be put together super well. Well, you, you you what is it that when you mix them with quarter horses, you get a um, oh my gosh, I forget the name of it. I don't remember what they call them, but yeah. I've been, um I've had the opportunity to ride a high level trained dressage um Andalusian that was trained in dressage. Um, he was trained up through pre Saint George, and he was a beast to ride i mean an 
absolute beast. Just like incredibly powerful. Um, Azteca. Lot, like beautiful, beautiful movement. Azteca, Azteca, I think is what they call them, is the Andalusian yeah. Quarter Horse Cross. And uh, everybody, those, the people that have those things are, that's all they talk about. So I want to see what the hubbub's about, but I want the granddaddy. I want the Andalusian. So I just want the name Aztec, like Aztec. Come on now. You, yeah. That name that just brings fear. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Azteca and not Azteca. Oh, uh, well, not, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Scholar's decided. Scholar, yeah. Scholar, Scholar channeled his inner Appalachian. <laughs> the uh, all right, Scholar. <laughs> what is one breed of horse that you find completely overrated that people brag about constantly? Gypsy banners. I see that. I see that a hundred percent. Absolutely. And 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 people think they're gonna be just the most awesome horses. But my experience is they're they're uptight. They're they're high strung. Um, the maintenance on a horse like that is absolutely ridiculous. And you spend more time doing doing their hair than you do riding them. Let's be honest. Yeah. Miranda Lambert would beg to differ, but you know, I think that's what I she, I think that's what she has. Well, she does. I always joke all the time that I would like to have a gypsy, but just shave all its hair off because it's too much upkeep. Because. Yep. They like they have a specific actually they have a training program specifically for um gypsies for therapeutic riding. So like there's this place that breeds gypsies and the, every year they donate one to a therapeutic riding facility, but we won't do it because it's like the upkeep on the feathers on the legs and the hair and not going out mud and all that crap is just too much. It is if, too much. If I was gonna invest in upkeep on a on a horse that was feathered and I would have one that at least was known to be very well mannered, and I just, I just get a Clydesdale or something. Yeah, and you know, right? I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, you're gonna do about the same amount of of upkeep on the on a Clydesdale, but yeah, was a sweet, loving kind of horse. And yeah, and I could just call him Biggin and just have him follow me around everywhere. Right, uh, Heather. What is a horse um, that you think is overrated that other people just brag on constantly? Uh, I'm going to go with my least favorite again, the Arabian. Really? I See, I don't see anything <laughs> overrated about the Arabian. The, the Arabian I, produces. I, it, it, it has, they are highly overrated. They, 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 they back it up, in my opinion, the Arabian does. So. I, feel I, like, what, I, feel, I feel like every single non-horse person thinks that Arabians are the best horse on the planet. What are you saying about me? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that, they're the best like, thing on the planet, but what I'm saying is, I'm, is that Arabs have redeeming qualities, and that is the fact that everything so that they're good to- at, they're really good at. It's mm-hmm. not that they suck at all the things that they're supposed to be good at. No, they really are just good at those things. Now, they have some bad qualities, too. As somebody who owns a half Arab, half of her is a nut. Again, I'm going through. I, I I can back you up on that one. Mine's good at running, but that's about it. Foxy is great at running. She's got some really good turns. Ask her to do anything else, and you're liable to hit the dirt. Exactly. Mine looks good at hurting herself constantly. Yeah. Foxy, I think I paid ninety percent of my vet's uh, school loans. Yeah. So Foxy has lacerated her chest. She's torn a, a nostril, and she has sheared a heel bulb. And then went through a minor bout of laminitis. Yeah. So okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Moving on, Jasmine Rice. <laughs> um, okay. I'm gonna say not necessarily because of the horse breed's characteristics, but I'm gonna say any type of warm blood because of the astronomical price tag that's attached to any warm blood, no matter what their performance level is some hunt seat gal is seething right now i know and and i had a dutch warm blood and i bought and i was a part of i drank the kool-aid for a while i drank the kool-aid i bought a yearling for sixty five hundred dollars or six or sorry six six thousand dollars which was a steal in the warm blood world 
who was not even halter broke. He wasn't even halter broke, and I bought him for six grand as a yearling. Like, of course, he has great papers. Okay. And then, but get this, I sold him for 12 grand. I sold him for 12 grand back to the original breeder that I bought him from as a very green broke five-year-old. You know, when I had um, Flo Smorgoner on, it works off to track thoroughbred. She is based in that English sport horse world. And she would probably be right there with you because she's firmly convinced there is not anything a warm blood can do that the right trainer with the right off the track thoroughbred can't also do. I agree. Um, I agree. There's I will go a step further out there. And of all the warm bloods, I will say the most overrated warm blood of them all is the Oldenburg. Yeah. Mm, I disagree. I think the I think Oldenburg the most- is completely overrated. I think that the most overrated warm blood would be like a Dutch warm blood because they're really a mutt that have part that could be up to 50% thoroughbred, but they still consider themselves a warm blood. Same way with the Oldenburgs now. Mm, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. But if I'm not mistaken, that I think the running joke with Oldenburgs is. Anything can be an Oldenburg these days. Yeah. It's just a, it's ridiculous that they're not even like any of the warm bloods are like not even close to being somewhat purebred. And for some reason they are just thought to be hands and hands above other horses. Like I know people who have bought well that's usually warm bloods. hands taller than other horses. <laughs> you know, it just sounds like you just described quarter horses. Oh, I'm sorry, shots fired. <gasps> But quarter, but listen, you can still get reasonably priced quarter horses, and people I used to are get free least, quarter horses. What are you talking about? Exactly, exactly. But warm bloods, you it doesn't matter what shape that warm blood's in. Oh, you I can, can if if it has the name warm blood next to it, and if it is a mare or some, at all breedable, I don't care if it has three legs. You're going to pay at least six grand for it. Listen, minimum. When you make it down this way, just ride around Aiken, look at the horse cell bulletins, and look at what warm bloods are fetching. I know. It's ten, you know, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. It's I, nuts. I know. There's it's, a as a client of mine, I do insane. some uh, I do some work for, and uh, she's got one right now, and this horse is nothing special. And she's asking fourteen thousand dollars for it. I had a yeah. beach. Tell me a uh, a Palomino Dutch warm blood for sixty thousand. Oh yeah, it, if it has jumper. Oh yeah, color. If it has if it has any color in it, up the price tag. Yeah, it could be it could be the ugliest put together thing on the planet, and if it, it has any color and it's a warm blood, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, I know. It, it's nuts. Hannah joined us. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yeah, we can Hello, hear you. Hannah. Uh, you're about to get you're about to get a really quick rundown. <laughs> okay, um, I I will warn you. Let me know if there's any background noise. I'm just left the barn and driving, so I'll be home in a little bit. I just wanted to be able to hop on. So okay, just let me know if it gets to be too loud. I can go ahead and mute myself until okay, I okay. Fine. Talk. Yeah, you would you rather us just leave you out of this turn? Um, or give me the rundown really quick. Okay, however you want to do it. All right. What is your favorite breed of horse? Oh, that's easy. You guys already all know this. It's the Pasifino. Oh, God. <laughs> I really is. wanted to say the Pasifino was my least favorite, but I didn't want to say that until Hannah got in here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I knew this was going to become a rose Hannah night. All right, Hannah, <laughs> what is your least favorite breed of horse? Oh, I know there's one particular person who's going to get mad about this, but it's the Tennessee Walker. Okay. Oh. Okay. Why, none of why, us why, in here. Yeah, none of us in here. Why? No, it's, it's somebody else that I'm friends oh, with. Oh, I know. I know. Paige. Know. Poor Paige. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Paige is going to be hip that she hears that. No offense. I just, they're not my favorite. They're my least favorite. Okay. Uh, one breed that you wish that you've never owned that you wished you could. She's having to think about that one. Say that one more time. I don't know if I. I said one br- one breed you wish you could have owned, but you haven't yet. What is your dream breed? 
Oh, that is a tough one. I think it's going to be a toss-up between, like, between, like, um, a Dutch warm blood or Ooh. a Norwegian Bjorn. You just missed the previous conversation. <laughs> Jessamine, what did she win? She won the most overrated horse on the planet. Yeah, we, we all just called that horse the most overrated horse on the planet. <laughs> and I love and like, I I love my warm blood. I mean, I'm not going to say, is, are you saying the, the fjord or the warm blood? The overrated one. Warm blood. And, and we're saying that it's overrated specifically because of how much money they go for and the standard that people ha- that's the standard that people hold them to because I've owned a Dutch warm blood and I absolutely loved him and I love the breed but people make them out to be way more and worth way more than they actually are all right Hannah one more to get you yeah, caught I, up I can agree with that all right one more to get you caught up what horse breed do you think is completely overrated that people just talk about all the time um, this is going to earn me a lot of hate for horses. I just, I'm not. I've been around a lot of quarter horses. I used to think that that's all I ever wanted to own, and I, I just, I personally just don't particularly care for them. I think there's definitely some good ones out there. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop you there. Just- you can go ahead and mute yourself now because you're out of the conversation. And um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, we'll be deleting you from the group message later yeah you're no longer allowed in the group chat um it was nice now you don't mute yourself you literally muted yourself um <laughs> no yeah. she does does have have a good point though because and you're out of the group kind of, yeah. <laughs> you really do hear about these days though is, is quarter horses for the most part honest to god um but and there's a good reason for it though they have earned their place in in our society they have well are you guys ready for the horse breed that i think is the most overrated let's do it We're ready anybody have a clue i mean Appaloosa. no I, I just detest them that has nothing to do with being overrated <laughs> i know they're Over- overrated. no i actually like saddlebred skylar i'm sure. sorry buddy but i think the American Mustang is very highly overrated. I had a feeling, and and I can see why you would say that. And it's because- not that I don't like them. You know, I personally really like the horses. I think people set a standard way too high for them. Absolutely. And there are a few that really are exceptional, but they are the exception and not the rule. No, I, I completely agree. Um, they're another one of those horses that have been – um. They, they've just been turned into a fantasy kind of horse yes. of Hollywood and their their um, gross interpretation of, of how a Mustang is and, and the the Wild West and, and all of that. So I, I get where you're coming from on that. I really do. Uh, yeah, People it, have broken the Mustang, the idea of the Mustang to be so much more than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Now, is that to say that they're, a hor- they're not a horse that you can you can literally do anything on no i mean you can do literally anything that you want to do on a mustang hell my arrow my black mustang he was trained for dressage but that's also not gonna go ahead and and prove that mustangs are the end-all be-all and they're the greatest horse out there they're honest to god they're probably not the only thing that really makes the mustang a a such a versatile horse that can that can do anything you want it to do is the simple fact that they're they have so many different breeds in their bloodlines that they pick up little little things from each of them that that make them really good at certain they're the shelter dogs of the horse world they they are yeah and and you know I've I've got two Mustangs and you, everybody knows I love them and and I will be the first to admit they are mutts. That's that's all they are is they're mutts. They're yeah. athletic mutts though. Yeah, they can be. They can be. And like I say, they can be great. It's just I think the expectation 
and then the reality are just they're too far apart and overrated does not mean bad let's just go ahead and clear the air of that that doesn't mean that they're horrible and nobody should have one and don't take the chance on what's not going to say it don't expect to have one of those extreme mustang makeover type horses just because you adopt a mustang no expect to have an absolute nightmare on your hands until that horse is well broke yeah well set the bar low that way when it goes high you, you've achieved something yeah absolutely <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I've got one Mustang and she is an absolute dream. She's the sweetest thing. And, and honest to God, you couldn't tell that she was a Mustang if you were to just come out and love on her. Um, Arrow, on the other hand, he is, is very much absolutely everything you would expect being a horse person out of a Mustang. Yeah. I've, I've had him for almost a year now and I'm still just getting to the point where I can walk out and touch him and not have him try to kill me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lightning round. Everybody ready? Oh God. Ready. No, I, I wasn't it. prepared for this. Yep. Lightning round. <sighs> this is just gonna be randoms. I'm gonna throw them all at you. Are you oh, ready? God. Skylar, draft horse or draft mule? Mule. Heather, draft horse or draft mule? Mm, draft horse. Later. Jessamine, draft horse or draft mule? Draft mule. Draft mule here. Hannah. Draft meal. Draft meal. Okay. All right. To all y'all. All right. <laughs> more sure footed. Yeah. Yes. Definitely more sure footed. You don't have to have stocks. Less foot horse. problems. Based just, on the draft horses that I have met, they've got a better brain on them. Here's the here's the thing about mules a lot of people don't understand. You don't have to worry about their feet getting all like chipped up and shooed out. Uh, they just get taller and then wear themselves back down. <laughs> yeah well uh, that and a draft mule is, is typically going to gate out a whole lot nicer than a draft horse oh yeah all right absolutely all right we ready skylar great pyrenees or a donkey livestock guardian donkey heather great pyrenees or a donkey 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 jessamine great pyrenees or a donkey great pyrenees hannah great pyrenees Cheaper. or a donkey llama <laughs> oh no uh, donkey yeah. the great Pyrenees or a llama let's be honest here a donkey is gonna play yeet yeet football with a dead coyote's body or a dead wolf's body long before either the other two do i don't, I don't know on the, I, i've seen some great Pyrenees that were awesome no they are, it depends they, on the donkey because donkeys are either really good at protecting the herd or they're very not good at it and they can come with a lot of medical problems, and you have to pay the farrier to come every six weeks. Like, let every me just six throw weeks? some dog food to a dog. Six to eight weeks, whatever. You know what I mean? Leroy gets his feet done every 16 Not weeks. Not if you don't get a, a donkey from the BLM, and then you never have to worry about it. Yeah. If you just put it out with your livestock. I found so many donkeys <laughs> that I have been around, though, that they are terrible to get their feet done. And I don't know how many of them I've met that are club-footed. Well, yeah, but well, here's the thing about the club-footed thing is – People keep breeding club-footed donkeys, and I don't understand why. Like, we've had our share. We used to breed livestock guardian donkeys, and Dad got so many in that he would go pick up that were club-footed, and they'd be like, well, we're not going to breed that one. And then next thing you know, he'd sell it, and somebody else would be breeding it. Yeah, I really appreciate that. That's a really good line. Like, Those are garbage lines, but okay. See, they do it so that they have really hard boxing gloves so that they can fight off the predators. Yeah. Well, I will tell everybody this. Everybody knows Leroy, my donkey. He is the goodest of boys, and he is a stone-cold murderer. And so uh, – and this is already I – mean, this is already out there. Everybody knows he has killed the neighbor's dog. Um, the neighbor's dog was where it was not supposed to be in my pasture. Um, he has killed a coyote, and we think he killed a bobcat um that or it was a hell of a fight because he got clawed up really bad and uh there was a bunch of hair and blood we never did find the bobcat and the blood wasn't leroy's so because he ate it <laughs> leroy might <laughs> or and he yeeted it over the fence up the bones <laughs> leroy will yeet small woodland creatures and yet he is the goodest of boys like the girls right there climbing all over him something i will say is that is a big problem at least around here are People are taking non-livestock bred, like non-livestock guardian bred donkeys, like hand-fed 
you know, home raised in your backyard donkeys that are pets and putting them out and expecting them to be guardians when they've been raised around dogs and all this other stuff. And they are by far not meant to be livestock guardian animals. So that's why I guess I choose the the same thing. Some people do the same same thing with dogs. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I just think, but in over here, it's a huge issue of people taking these donkeys that aren't meant for that job and putting them out and then they're getting killed like that's happened around here a couple oh, times yeah. well, people well, people I... people do that here too oh. now i will say between like livestock guardian dogs i prefer anatolian to mm-hmm. uh, pyrenees i i've met many good pyrenees i have met better anatolian i think that's a and- fair statement we're we're looking for a livestock guardian dog like tentatively for our new place because there's a shit ton of coyotes out there and the people they want great pyrenees because that's what they have experience with but pretty much everybody in the livestock guardian groups is moving to anatolian i'd have to look at a picture of one well and see here's, yeah, I here's i don't know much about them another point for the donkey too um Nine times out of 10, so I hunt, right? And and I hunt in an area where um, people put their sheep out to to graze and, and they're, they're free roam sheep up there. Um, I don't have to necessarily worry too much about walking through the herd when there's a donkey. If I go walking through that herd with a fucking great Pyrenees, I got to worry about that dog coming after me. Because they're not meant to be around people, and so they still see you as a threat unless they're you. I don't know. Most of the ones, like, my buddy's got a great pair of these, and with his goats. He's got a pretty big herd of goats, and that dog is just a big baby. Like, I don't know. And that dog's a stone-cold killer, too. It totally depends on the dog and if they've been socialized, because... Some people, some people purposefully do not socialize their Pyrenees because they want exactly what happened to, like exactly what Scott is talking about to happen. They don't want people out there. They don't want anybody out there. So they'll put a great Pyrenees out that's not been socialized. But just like any other dog, if they're socialized, they're better with humans and usually fine. But if they're not, then you can oh i forgot i completely forgot about this and i should have said it in our our group chat and i didn't but i'll say here's everybody can hear so i kind of sort of ordered something for leroy i ordered leroy a pack saddle and i'm gonna teach leroy to carry coolers (laughs) and i'm gonna pony leroy on trail rides coolers of that's the way to do it coolers of Coolers of, of water and Coca Cola, you know. Of water, uh, obviously. Obviously, um, yes. I think that's going to be the coolest thing to show up with all the hoity toits around Aiken, in Hitchcock Woods when when springs finally springs here in a couple of weeks and they're they're all out on their nice sport horses taking a leisurely stroll and here comes me on a half Morgan dragging a jackass with a cooler full of yellow bellies. Yes. You mean Coca Cola? Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, not not Coors yes. Banquet, definitely not Coors Banquet. Bellies, yeah. you meant the the lemon Gatorades. Lemon Gatorades, yeah, that's exactly what yellow bellies are. Lemon Gatorades. Yep. Um, no, I've 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 pretty dang near had to put put arrows through Great Pyrenees several times um, out hunting because I hunt on public land and and it's free roam graze for the sheep up there. So if you happen to come up on a herd and and those dogs come at you, they come at you hard. And and I've I've dang near had to put a couple of them down. Leroy would probably try to eat the sheep. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> he, he tried to he tried to unalive a goat recently, and Dad may had to make a choice between the goat and Leroy, and the goat lost. So, uh oh. Yeah, no the the goat the the goat ended up getting given to somebody, and then. Oh okay. I, yeah, I, we no 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 no. We didn't like put them in a, you know in a circle and put them put them in an octagon and go fight. No, it wasn't that. It was this goat was kind of a nut anyway. A, a pentagram. Yeah. Well, this goat, <laughs> the, the goat had got out and got in with the horses, and Leroy was like, "Nah, not today, fam." And um, so we got them separated after Dad almost got mauled by a goat and Leroy. And um, 
so we put the goat back up, put it in a barn stall, and this goat's nut, un, untouched goat, by the way. And um, somebody dumped it on our property. Like, we didn't ask for this goat. And um, so anyway, Deb was like, well, I need to get right over. He goes, but I don't want somebody to go mistreat her. And I was like, I know somebody. And he goes, somebody won't mistreat her. He goes, because she's hard to handle. I said, yep. I called a buddy of mine. I said, you're still looking for a goat to put in the freezer? And he, he said, yeah, I am. I said, come get this goat. So we had to make up this whole elaborate story about how oh, he's going to take it. And he had a couple of goats and they needed a friend and he was just going to put it on a big 10 acre field. And it did go to a place with a 10 acre field for about 10 minutes till he shot it. That don't listen wow. to the show. I was going to say, wait to rat yourself out there, bud. Yeah, no, I, I might want to edit that part out. No, no, I'm not. The funny part is, is that the guy I gave him to was over here a couple of days ago and he came to, to borrow a piece of equipment from us. And he told dad, he goes, do you eat any goat? And dad goes, I've eaten some in the past. And he goes, do you want some goat? He goes, I've got some in the freezer. And dad goes, and he, uh, dad goes, yeah, I'll take some because I'll bring you some. And the whole time I'm going, shut up, shut up, shut up. That's horrible. Yeah, I gave my dad's goat away to a guy that I knew was going to eat it. <laughs> that dude, you got to do sometimes. That goat. I hate that goats. Goat, I hate goats. This goat, I got it. It's when they dumped it off here with a dog collar on it. Like we find it running around one day. And um, so we get it hemmed up in the barn. And I put it in a barn stall. And that was the only thing I had. So. I said, well, I'm going to get this collar. It's one of those little clicky dog collars, you know? So I said, I'm going to get this dog collar off of his neck. And so I go to reach for this goat, and the first thing it does, it backs in the corner, arches his neck, puts his horns at me. And I'm like, you silly little so-and-so. So I just go to reach in, and I got to reach in. She hooks me in between her horns, likes to break my daggum arm. I'm like, nah, this ain't happening. So... I'm standing at the barn door, and I told Dad, I said, i tell you what I'm going to do. I said, open that barn door. I said, when she goes to bolt beside me, I said, grab that collar. I said, maybe it'll just break. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, so Dad opens the door, and I'm standing starfish, you know, like spread out, spread eagle, you know, in the doorway. She didn't go beside me or under me. She vaults at my forehead. So this whole story that you just told us, I'm what I'm getting from this is you specifically sent this goat to this friend for that reason because you have a personal vendetta against yeah. said goat. This this is true. It's messed up. It's messed up, Brian. I mean, I hated this goat. I hate goats. We my first experience with a goat was um so when I lived in Wisconsin, we had to haul somewhere to ride in the winter. And these people have like four goats that would just be out running around their farm the whole time you're there. And the first time my horse saw a goat, it freaked out. So first reason I hated the goats. Second reason is no matter how you locked your trip, like no matter how, if you shut all the doors, they would find a way to open up the doors and they would walk in your trailer and crap over everything. Oh, I there'd know. Be goat crap here's here's the dumb thing about goats. Is like you know, dad at one point in time probably had a hundred goats. So here's the thing about goats. That's why he got into breeding donkeys was because of the goats. And then he got rid of the goats, bred the donkeys, and now all we have is Leroy. Anyway, the crazy thing about goats is you go to try to load them in a trailer, they will fight you to the death. You leave an unattended trailer, they'll all be standing in it looking out at you. Same way with my mule. My mule is the weirdest thing ever. Like, if I go to load my mule in the trailer, my mule just kind of looks at the trailer like, nope, something's in there. It's going to eat me. I'm not getting in there. I leave the door open and walk away. She's standing there with her head stuck out the back going, hey, you going to close the door? We're going for a ride? <laughs> like a dog. Mule's so I got bit head the other day because of a goat. Like, thankfully, I was wearing a stocking cap because uh, they uh, she got the hat instead of my actual hair. But, uh, yeah, I was saying we have a one horse that has a companion goat and she uh, apparently decided I was paying too much attention to the goat. And so she literally just reached over and like bit my head. I had a saddle bread one time. There was somebody taking boudoir portraits here on the farm and uh, they right. were, what's that? 
What? Do you have a secret to tell us? No, I do not. But there was somebody taking, there was a female, so you're taking boudoir pictures on the farm. They were using them, the barn and all. And uh, it happens, you know, you got a cool place. People want to come take pictures of it, whatever. So anyway, somebody was coming to take boudoir pictures here. And so my saddlebred Ben was very in your pocket type. Um, and he, he loved the smell of, especially if you used like fruity or floral scented shampoos. Um, he would love to like sniff your hair and nuzzle it. Like he would never like bite it or pull it, but he would nuzzle it. So this girl is getting her pictures taken and Ben comes up and hangs his head over the fence. And she thinks it's the coolest thing ever, except she's topless. And uh, so he's nuzzling her hair and she's giggling. All the pictures are turning out gray. And at about that time, he reaches over and grabs a mouthful of lady part. And she's screaming from the barn going, he bit my, you know what? He bit my, you know what? The T word. And, um, so yeah, that's my that's my experience with horses and hair. Oh, he was a little he was a little little uh little handsy. His I, I, <laughs> he had so much personality though, and, and that's one thing American saddlebreds do not get enough credit for. They, some of them have some of the most amazing personalities, um, and he definitely had a heck of a personality. There's not a mean bone in his body. He was scared of everything, but um, yeah, he wanted to smell her hair and. She was laughing and joking. She threw her head back and exposed something that looked like a peppermint, I guess. And he he took a bite at it. Ooh, my favorite treat. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking like took a wrong big, podcast. Yep, yeah, big big slobbery, big slobbery, toothy bite at it. I mean, we all like cupcakes. The only thing I could do was point to that sign on the gate that you come in that said, you know, uh, equine owners and sponsors are not liable for death or injury on these premises. <laughs> anyway, guys, I am so glad you'll help me come on and have something. I lost, for those that don't know, I lost power tonight and I just got it back a little while ago. So I was able to crank this bad boy out thanks to you guys. Thanks for having us again. You are, y'all are always welcome. So I can always uh, count on the the roundtable slash league of mediocre horsemen to come to the rescue. Anytime we get to see a beautiful face is a good day, Ryan. That's right. We're we're the world's most okayest horse people. Yep. Do you get all done? I've got now. Yeah, no. It's so exciting. We got Hannah's over there crocheting looking like she's in the balkans like she's somebody's babushka <laughs> my hair is hot so this was my solution for it well she's fixing to go you know <clears throat> help pick a field of potatoes <laughs> jessamine's in a hotel and lobby i'm finished so i figured i probably should live my best life yeah jessamine's living her best life in florida right now she got to go pet manatees today I did. Style. I got to, to touch a. I got to touch a manta ray. Oh yeah, we use those for we're not manta rays, cool. but we use stingrays for bait. Do you? Yeah, we use for, That's for cool. bait. I'll have to send you some pictures later. Irony is, I was crocheting before too. See, here we go. We've got like. Is this the League of Grandmother Horsemen? Or what? I, I I feel like I'm in Serbia right now. <laughs> Well, I did have a big bag of Werther's uh, candies, so. She reaches at her cigarette pouch that smells like, you know, cool 100s and peppermint and pulls you out of Werther's. Well, I greatly appreciate you being on. I greatly appreciate all of you being on, and I will catch you all, all again soon. All right. See you guys later. Peace Bye. out, Girl Scout. Bye.
want to thank everybody for coming on once again and helping me out with this episode. It's always fantastic to get these guys in the room together. It is an absolute ball. Also, want to invite everybody to keep their ears open in the coming weeks. We're going to have Flo Smorgoner back with Jess Rice talking about some horse training. And Liz the Homesteader from the TikTok app will be coming on talking about horses and homesteading. So, we've got some really good guests lined up. The, the show is doing great. I appreciate all the downloads, all the listens. It's, that's why I do this. I'm not making hardly anything off of this podcast at this point in time in my life. I do it because of the feedback I get from you guys. Leave me those five-star reviews. Leave me your comments, your suggestions, whatever you got. I, Good, bad, ugly, doesn't matter. I love them all. With that said, I will catch you guys next time.